Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the party, pal. You're my boy, boo. Yo, ancient, A podcast with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh, yeah. TV. Nice. Movies. Oh, I love the movies. Comedy and more. From deep inside the Man Cave, your host, Elias. Javier, uh, thank you uh, for joining me today. How are you? Um... Nice to meet you. Thank you for taking the time to talk to me. Thank you. Uh, yeah, let's uh, jump right into this. Uh, we have uh, Do Justice uh, releasing uh, November 24th. Uh, that's an exciting film. I watched it uh, last night. And by the way, before, oh, we, before we get more into this, Black Warrant with Berenger and Cam. I had Cam on last year. What a great movie that was. Oh, oh thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, I love these type of action movies. Uh any pressure going into this film as a writer and a director? No, not really. Um, I, I've been wanting to do movies for the longest time, but uh, I've never been successful. I, I'm not a intellectual or a, you know educated writer. I didn't go to college for any of this. Um, I was a stay-at-home dad and um, trying to work through film for years. And, uh, well, nobody was hiring me to direct movies or anything, so I figured I had to write something and eventually somebody liked this movie and they said, okay, we'll, we'll let you do that one, see what happens. Uh, but no, it's a lot of fun. That's, you know, years of nothing. So you can do something for 18 days. Right. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. This movie reminded me a lot of like those, uh, you probably know as well, if you like these type of movies, like, like in the late eighties, early nineties action yeah. type of movie. It's well, my influence, I- you know? Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like, like I grew up like with those type of movies, with like you know Steven Seagal, like Hartford Justice, you know, like one of those type yeah, of movies. Like, weapons. Yeah. So, what made you like push this project? What made, what made you fall in love with it? Oh well, I, I always wanted to do more like a go back. I just felt like I've been watching so many uh, what they call thrillers now. Yeah. And I watched it, but at the end of the movie, I don't feel like I ever watch it again. It was hard to swallow. Everything was so serious. And I felt it, I was missing something. Then my son, which is uh, crazy about movies too, we get into this. I'm going to show you some of the movies I, I enjoy watching when I was younger. So we went through all the Lethal Weapons movies. And I'm like, okay, there was humor back then. There could be a lot of action, but you wanted to like the guy and there was some laughter here and ridiculousness here. But you remember the characters. And in these new thrillers, I don't remember the character. I don't even remember the plot. I know they were bad guys, and they put nuclear weapons or drugs somewhere. And at the end, they end up fighting in some tower, and you know, and that's the end. So I, I was missing that humor. So when I wrote the movie, uh, th- when I edited the film, actually, we had two hours. And the complaint was that it had too much comedy. Mm. And they wanted to do the, the, the serious part. But yeah, my influence was exactly the stuff you mentioned, all the way from... Uh, the French Connection, you know, to Spielberg and all that. So I, yeah. I grew up in Hollywood. I never did a lot of Italian and foreign films, a little bit, but not as much as just Hollywood was right on my face. That's awesome. Well, what are you, what are you hoping for, like, when the viewers uh, of the fans of this type of movies tune in to watch this? What are you hoping they get out of this experience? Well, regards to the actual topic of the movie, to me, it was all about parenting. Okay. Uh, if you notice, they all have parent issues. Um, I was a dad, I mean, still a dad, but I was a dad of little kids back then when I wrote it. And then I heard of the Sandy Hook uh, thing. 
in Connecticut and it broke my heart and I couldn't imagine what would I do if something happened to my kids and I started to create the character of Santiago just cranky, angry, hate the world, which is pretty much, uh, I mean, he's pretty much me in the way I think probably. But then what would happen if you actually, you know, go bad and really, you have nothing to lose. I mean, what are you going to do? Just sit around. And then I will see parents say, uh, you know, that they lost their kids, but they feel like they need to forgive in order to move on. And I realized maybe I'm not a nice person because I don't think I could let it go. Mm. And then the character of Max, kind of like, fuck it. I don't know what's going to happen. It doesn't matter. I actually wrote down here that one of my favorite parts of the of the movie was actually Santiago's like family, you know, with his kids and everything. Mm-hmm. And like the story, he had his own little storyline happening yeah. in the movie, also. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the things, I mean, we had scenes of him at the psychiatrist and other things yeah. where he was you know, venting a little bit of stress with a divorce or separation or whatever while trying to be a good cop and while the system doesn't really work. It's, and, and then looking at that, and I thought, okay, so what about the guy? What about the guy? This guy is struggling. This guy is struggling. What is this guy just being bad? So let's give him something. I put Jeff in a situation of a crime corporate ladder where mm-hmm. you still have your boss micromanaging you. And I think his reactions were so great about feeling like you want to kill somebody at any moment. And he just trying to together. <laughs> Yeah. How long did it take you to put the script together before you jumped into filming it? Well, I, I have wrote it three years. I mean, again, Sandy Hook, I think it was 2012. I think so. So somewhere around there, I started writing it and I'll go over passes and I forget about it because I'm working in, in another project, writing, just writing. Um, then when I thought it was done, I go, okay, well, let's, let's see if it's done. Mm-hmm. How, how did you get the ideas for each character and what their journey was going to be in the movie? Usually, when I write, because again, I don't have a, an education, I usually pick up a character I like from a movie. Okay. Um, and then I picture that actor t- telling me the lines they would say, how they speak, and all that, and base it on that character. And I kind of stick to, to those guys. Like when I was writing uh, Ruthless, I kept thinking that this movie was going to be played by, because I didn't know who was going to play it. So I just picture, okay, this is a 65 year old cleaning with. So every line I was thinking, how would Clinius would say it? So I kind of, I went to that character. That's kind of like what I do. I imagine how would sound in their voices. Mm. So we have, uh, in the movie, we, you know, we have Max, Ellis, and uh, Santiago. What did you look for when you were casting who you wanted these, who you wanted these uh, actors to play? Like, what were you looking for specific? I, I wasn't worried about chemistry because there were three strangers. Mm. So I wasn't worried about that. Um, you know, it's an indie movie and it's a low budget movie. So first you go to who likes it, you know. Okay. Luckily for us, we sent it to Kellen and Kellen responded, hey, I like this one. Um, in the case of Santiago, uh, I like uh, Efren, um, but they were the producers were hoping to get maybe a bigger name to make the movie a bigger sell, something like that. Um, but I wasn't getting what a friend could do, which I don't know, a friend has this tough appearance that he could pull off on the outside, but he's got a big heart inside. And yeah. I will feel like his big brown eyes 
gave me a lot when he was like reacting and looking and kind of that's I go by feeling and I other than the main characters, everybody has to audition. I have to see what they got. Yeah. In in the movie now, like who's your favorite character you think that you created that you love from this film? <sighs> well see, I like even the henchman, if you notice, we tried to make him each one a little special. Okay. I didn't want it to be all henchmen dressed in suits, you know, or tough yeah. guys. So, you know, we got these Gen Z's could just fuck up, just get a job because other guys got no budget to get a decent crew. Um, so they, they used this to be a little more comedy between those guys. Somebody actually told me we should make a movie about those five guys, those henchmen, because they were interesting in their own. Um, I really felt good with Mr. Tank. Mm. Because everybody was pushing me to put a really tough guy there. They will intimidate Ellis as a boss. Yeah. And then I said, there is this lady who's tiny and she's got a beautiful smile. And I was very nervous. I said, it's not going to work. You know, it's not going to be scary. And then when she started talking and she started making this expression, I go, oh, she could be a good bitch. She <laughs> could do it. And then Jerry came over and oh my gosh, I really like what she's doing. And then like, oh, that felt great. Because I was very nervous about that one. Just not a typical casting for that yeah. character. Obviously, I know we can't talk. I don't want to talk spoilers and everything, but uh, the way the movie was left off, do you think you can see a continuation, a different story down the road? Of course, yeah. I mean, I actually wrote the first scene of the next one because I wanted right. to know what happened after this. So right. I kind of wanted, I wanted uh, Max in Santiago to sit and chat a little bit about what just happened. Yeah. With that lady, I told you that she sold her baby and she got a TV. Yeah. What was that about? Just, 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 <laughs> um, so that I, I started writing that, but that's as far as I go. And I, it's amazing. So, Javier, this is getting released on digital November 24th. Is that what it is? We said, uh, they told me this November 24th, I think it's going to open in a couple of theaters in LA, Chicago, and New York. Amazing, Javi. I want to thank you today. This was a uh, great and good luck with the film, and maybe we'll see you uh, see you soon for a sequel. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, everybody. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to the Man Cave Chronicles podcast. I finally get my man cave. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the MCC Podcast. And our website, themccpodcast.com. Until next time. Until next time.